Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. You are now listening to the Overflow Podcast at thisisoutcry.com. Yo. Yo. Hello, everybody. This is Joaquin. This is Jake. And you're here with us at the Overflow Podcast or on the Overflow Podcast at thisisoutcry.com. We are so tired. We're tired, but we're glad to be here. We need to. We are exhaustimated. Yes. uh, Me and Jay, or (laughs) Jay and I. Sorry, Magda. Jay and I. Um, Are you apologizing to her for? Oh, because she just she was like, "Y'all always say me and Jay. It's Jay and I." Oh wow! So now she wants to right. So pay all, attention all, all, to of, that. all of a sudden, <laughs> she wants to be a grammar Nazi, and that's fine. <laughs> um, so me and Jay. Yeah, she's been married to me for too long. So me and Jay. I'm just gonna keep saying me and Jay the whole the whole time. Me and Jay. <laughs> How are you doing, me and Jay? Um, <laughs> <laughs> so we are excited to be here. Uh, it's been a long week. Feels like it's been a long week, but we are at the end, and we got some uh, fun stuff. I got this some, is the end. We got some fun stuff planned for this weekend, and do we? I think. So. Well, I do. No, um, we do. We do. We do. I we do. do. I got a. Uh, if I mentioned that I smoke, I smoke cigars. By the way, uh, that that'll either make me really cool or not. But uh, got a cigar event going to tomorrow. Kind of hyped up about that. I can do that since I live by myself. <laughs> no, no, one, no one cares. Um, and then we're going to be hanging out with Angel. What up, Angel? What up? Uh, Saturday. Yeah, he was talking about maybe going to see Fast and Furious. Mm. Eh, I, I'll, I'll go see it. I want to go see I'd rather it. see The Case for Christ. So uh, you guys go see a heathen movie and I'll uh, go see my Jesus movie. <laughs> you know, which is funny because you, you hate Christian movies. But I like that book. Like the case, the case of Christ. That that, yeah, was, a, that, that was a dope book for me. But that doesn't mean the movie's gonna be dope. It's not somebody just sitting there reading the book. Um, yeah. And I still want to watch it. And uh, then Sunday Juice is graduating from his second year. Or yeah, of how's he graduating from second year? It's a three year program. He's finished. He's finishing up his second year. I don't know. You don't and don't don't get on him for the and, way and for the way doing, they do things there. And they're doing their thing. So he he wants us to come down. So we'll be going down to go cheer him on. Yeah, one more year, one more year, one more year. Um, <laughs> Probably gonna be the loudest, rowdiest people uh, there. Yeah. So we got you know busy busy weekend, busy weekend. I'm glad. Busy, busy. It should be fun. Busy, busy, busy. So, we got a couple of things we got to hit. Number one. Boom. With a bullet. Boom. Shot to the top. Boom. They just released this week. They released the new Star Wars trailer. Boom. What'd you think? I am confuzzled. I'm confuzzled. I'm confuzzled. Like I, I like the whole thing, but like, I'm confuzzled. 
with the um, with the ending. The ending of the trailer. Of the trailer. How yeah. Did, how did it end? With um, Luke saying that the Jedi's must end. Oh yeah. <sighs> like, what does that mean? Uh, he's probably just you know, he's probably angry, man. He's like, man. Like, I've been abandoned in this mountaintop all these years. No, he left. To live out. Like, he wasn't abandoned. He left. But he was, he was like, abandoned. He got up here and know how to get down. So no, nah, man. You know, he saw his pupil, you know, freaking wipe out the Jedi school. Like his grandfather. Eh. Eh. What does that mean? I don't know what it means. My thing uh, is that, it, I mean, the thing is that, right? Luke has always had a problem fighting off the um, the dark side. Yeah, you only know the movies. You never read any of the books. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm not a nerd. <laughs> well, we've I, already established I had, that I am. So I had better I'm things good. to do with my life than uh, read, you know... All the the books. And I didn't read them all. Oh my god! I don't I don't have the time to read them all. Eh, I don't I don't think that has anything. No, nah, I don't think that the last of the Jedi's has to. I think it literally has to do with. You know, we 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 train you know Jedi. You know, my father before me was you know his father was trained to be a Jedi, turned to the dark side. His nephew was being trained to be a Jedi turns to the dark side. Nope. I think he's going to kill off all the Jedis. But there's no Jedis left. Raise a Jedi. No, she's not. Yes, she is. She can't be a Jedi. She's not trained to be a Jedi. She's a Jedi. That's like saying, that's like saying I'm, oh, well, because I own a 9mm, then I'm a Navy SEAL. She's a Jedi. So. She's a Kenobi. Maybe. Which I, that wouldn't make sense, though. Why? Because Kenobi had no family. Yeah, but Kenobi got around. Kenobi had no family. <laughs> Kenobi got around the, though. The the closest thing I've read is in the that he they they kind of alluded that he might have had a relationship in uh, the Clone Wars. He got around. So it it would it wouldn't make sense. Round, round, so why around, so why would his mom around. why would why would her mom get rid of her? No one would be after after them. Kenobi's no, because Kenobi was mad old. <laughs> so what? Mad old when he died. He remember he was he had he, he had exiled himself to the to Tatooine. So what? So what? what? So it doesn't make sense that Kenobi would be. Man. I mean, it could be, but I I don't see I don't see. This is Star Wars. Timeline. I don't see. Uh, it's Star Wars. It doesn't have to make sense. It's Star Wars. No, you've still got to have some kind of. You still got to make some kind of sense. Yeah. All right. Next. Uh, what's next? Um, so we got Star Wars coming up Christmas. So be on the lookout for that. Guardians of the Galaxy opens up next week. Next week. No, two weeks. Or the fifth. The fifth. Yes, two weeks. So I am looking. That's like the only Marvel movie I've ever, I'm like super hyped to see. No. So talking about that, right? Hold on. Let me find it while I bring it up. So I, I, I showed this to you. I think I sent it to you that um, Chris Pratt, is getting um, a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame, right? Oh, that's what that was. Yeah, because I read it and, I, it and I'm looking at the and I'm like, that doesn't make sense. I don't understand. <laughs> He's getting a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame, and he takes a picture of like the um, no, I guess it's the my word, just like 
the outline stuck of the star? its tongue out at me and ran away. Um, the mold. Okay. Right? And you see, like, the lettering for his name. See, that's what that is. Chris Pratt and then the star. Right, I saw the Chris Pratt and the star, right? but I, he didn't say anything about... So he's getting his star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame, and he takes a picture of that. And he puts it on his Instagram, and the caption that he writes is, he did this a day ago. He writes Psalm 126, verse 3. The Lord has done great things for us, and we are filled with joy. Right? And then he goes on to thank you, the people. Thank you to the people who empowered him to follow his dreams. But I, I, I bring that up because, you know, like Chris Pratt went from, from Parks and Rec, was he? He was in Parks and uh-huh. Rec, right? He was in Parks and Rec, right? He was um, one of the many secondary characters, even though he was still funny on that show, the few episodes that I watched because I wasn't like a big fan of the show. But he was launched into superstardom with Guardians of the Galaxy. Right. And I was, I think I shared this article with you where he talks, it, the article talks about how it was a relevant article that mentions how sometimes people don't want to talk to Chris or they don't want to put him on their talk shows because he brings up Jesus a lot. He is like unashamedly Christian and vocal about his faith and his beliefs. And And he shows that, like, for the most part on Instagram, where I think it was last year for Easter that he was. They he built was, that cross. He was, he, they, like, he was with somebody, they built the cross, and it was his idea to just to go walk it up the hill to put it up, right? Because that's what, you know, Jesus was doing over 2,000 years yeah. ago. And, and, and you know, we, we have other people that get their, their walk of fame, whether they're Christians or not, or their star. But they won't they won't be so bold as to like unabashedly give God thanks, right? Yeah. Like it's like, you know, he put out the verse first. And then he thanked all the people that helped him along the way. Right. And I thought that was I thought that was cool. I thought that was um it could be used as um as an example of inspiration that you can do those things and still keep God first. Right. Right, even at, you know, a Hollywood star of his like now stature. Right. And, and and if you look through his Instagram, like there was a time that he was um they were doing a junket in I think it was in Japan. And he was there with his wife and his son. And also like giving God thanks because if you um if you read about it, like what got him what built his faith was being able to um to see God's hand in the healing and the lifting up of his son when his son was sick. And so he um Shut up, Hawking. <laughs> right? I didn't say nothing. And, um, like, you know, he's giving God thanks because he's, like, out there and he's with his wife and he's with his son being able to do all that where who knows what would have what could have happened or where his career or his choices could have taken him. So it's, it's, it's refreshing, right, because we always talk or we touch on on how a lot of people – they do things and they say things like, you know, I'm not a Christian rapper. I'm a rapper that's a Christian. I'm not a Christian artist. I'm an artist that's a Christian. And, and it feels sort of like they're like trying to distance themselves from being called a Christian or being known as a Christian or. It's like they're trying to omit the label of Christian, omit. right? Like, you know, the okay, God, 
right? Okay, God, I thank you for bringing me here, but I got it. I got it from here, right? And um, and here's this dude who's like throwing up Bible verses. Who, when he's told, "Hey, don't don't be too religious on the talk show," like he goes, "Well, you know, you want me you want me to tell you how I got here? God brought me here. It's like that's the only way I can tell you, right? Right. So like he doesn't say, "Well, you know, I'm just Christian." You know, I, yes, I'm an, I'm a Christian, but you know, I, I want to talk about my my art. I want to talk about you know my acting and all the stuff that I have done, right? right? So I thought that was I thought that yeah, was kind of dope, um, and that's funny because it seems like um, you know them the the house builder house building people the I don't know who they are the the gains you know who they are the gains like they were um, weirdly outed. Um, no, they would try to be outed. They tried. Well, to no, out they them. they outed them in the sense that you know because oh well, they go to this church and they believe in traditional marriage and blah blah blah. So they, you know, they were outed. And, they, and now it didn't, you know, it didn't. Uh, they didn't get the the damage wasn't done to them that this that this person was trying to. If anything, it made them, and their responses made them look even better, right? Even right. people that were like, well. <coughs> I'm not even even, I'm even not to even, non-believers. Yeah, I'm not even religious, and I'm an atheist. But what you've done is just terrible. Leave these people alone, <laughs> you know, kind of thing. So, um, yeah, man, we're, it's a very interesting. It's a very interesting time. Um, I mean, then you got you know you got guys like a Chance the Rapper, you know, whose biggest hit last year mm. was a song where he. I mean, it was a worship song. You know, I mean, in in uh, I haven't heard a lot of his music, but a lot of the things that I've read, it's just been like, you know, this dude, you know, sprinkles this stuff all throughout his all throughout his music. So it's an interesting it's an interesting time to see, kind, you know, Lecrae with blowing up the way he has, uh, you know, in the mainstream. So I mean, I don't know it's a it's an interesting time for people that um, are Christians, and it's um, always interesting to see how. You know how they react uh, when they're in the limelight. Yeah. You know when they get put in the limelight. Um, but it's funny though, right? Because you know you got most of the people who who want to say, "Oh, we're not a Christian band. You know, we're just Christians that have a band, or we're not, you know, Christian artists. We're just, you know, artists that just happen to be Christian, whatever." Like they don't make it. <laughs> it's like they don't. They don't. They don't they don't make it to like the limelight or to the mainstream or to the levels in um i guess you know in the levels that they want to go get to in the mainstream not just in like in the in the christian realm but in the mainstream realm that 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 they think that they were going to receive or get to by denying christ yeah now one of the most interesting like switchfoot right right you know they um i remember their uh, john foreman their lead singer and the, I guess the leader of the band, really, when, when they were asked, one time they were asked about, you know, well, you guys are a Christian band or whatever. And I always thought it was interesting because he said something along the lines of, well, Christian is not a genre. It's a, you know, it's it's a, it's who you are. Right. You know, so we're a rock band. We're Christians. You know, but Christian is not a genre. And I always thought that was a very interesting answer because they, those guys, you know, I mean, their lyrics... I mean, if you listen to their songs, I mean, some of their songs they're not worship, they're not quote unquote worship songs, but they're worship songs. Like when you <laughs> when you listen to them, I always thought that was interesting because they're like, look, I man, we're Christians, we're not a genre, but okay, yeah, but we're Christians, and I think, huh? 
No, go ahead. Oh, uh, Jay was Jay was making some kind of movement. You, you gonna give me more coffee? Is that mm. what you're asking? No. Oh. Coffee's gone. Well, that's no good. Um, but yeah, so that which is exciting because actually, you know, and I'll just go ahead and mention this next week or not next week. Dun, dun, dun. Is it next week or possibly next week? Possibly next week. Um, but definitely, yeah, he, definitely he, hasn't, he hasn't responded. Definitely at the beginning of the month <laughs> or beginning of May, we're going to be hitting a topic uh, uh, God and culture or God versus culture. How, however, you want to. Well, it's going to be. Might, you might want to look at that. God culture. And we're just going to be touching on different topics along yeah. the God culture or, theme. Or is that, or is, or is my, uh, my side, my side, uh, I think it wasn't my side, uh, labeling or, or heading was, uh, why are you afraid to be, why are you afraid to be labeled a Christian? <laughs> why are you, why are you denying Jesus? But, uh, that would be mine. Cause I'm a jerk. Yeah. Jay, Jay needs grace. Um, a lot, a lot. So, yeah, so we're going to be touching, we're going to be touching some of these things and we're, we're kind of try to dive into it. We're, we're looking at lining up some, some different, uh, guests to try to open this up, see kind of where it goes and see what kind of trouble we can get into. <laughs> see, how, see what friendships we can break. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, that was Jay burping. Um, now, so, uh, we always want to remind you guys, you know, Legacy, we're meeting on Sundays. If you're in the Atlanta area, go to We Are Legacy. ATL.com, and it should be up, and it should have where we're meeting and the time, 1030, here at Jay's house. Dude, let's talk about that for a minute. All right. Let's talk about that for a minute, because um, it's um, it's been interesting, right? It's been interesting. It's been real interesting, and um, I've been really fearful, like, since way before we started. Right, because you can't walk, you can't decide to walk in the calling that God has placed over your life, your, like your entire life, like you know, skipping along into it and singing and all happy. That's 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 like a lie, right? Like nobody like fully embraces the call that God has over their lives with their arms open, singing and dancing, running through rose gardens, right? Some people. There's, there's a there's Some a people. There's, there's, um, there might be a couple out there. I don't know who. Well, just because you went, man. Yeah, I don't know. Then they're not, they're not, then they're not out there. But um, it's it's been it's been kind of kind of scary. It's been kind of scary. Like, but again, I expect the good scared. Like you know, like the adrenaline pumping. Okay, I might break all my bones, but it's gonna be worth it. Like it's it's the good scared. But I, I <laughs> I'm always I'm always perplexed, right? Because one thing that we haven't done beyond talking about it here on the podcast, like even though we have um, social media covered, you know, there's a legacy Twitter, legacy Facebook page, legacy Instagram, right, and all that. Pero, like, we haven't really like promoted it all that much beyond the podcast. But, like, I'm always amazed. <laughs> When I get an alert on Instagram because we got like four no, four new followers, it's like where are these people finding us? Or on Twitter, or on Twitter, like six people followed us this week. It's like, why are you following us? How did you find us? And why did you decide to follow? Are, us? They, are, they, are they doing hashtag Legacy Church ATL 
searches? No, I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I and and the funny thing is, like, I'll, I'll check them all out, and um, like they're believers in different involved in different things. Like there are other church planters and pastors that are planting or involved in church planting that see it and they follow. But it's like right now, I just opened up the 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 Instagram page, and we have. 51 followers on Instagram. <laughs> hey, not bad. And I'm like, how? How? Well, you know, well. of course, the latest one is D. Rhyme, David, who's a German, a German um, Christian hip hop artist. And I don't, um, I don't think he'll be coming to visit. Assistant Pat. Actually, we've been talking about him coming to visit. He's um he's in a He's a associate pastor in the church out there in Germany. Also now, they actually have been talking about him coming down to visit. He'll be staying here when he does. But um, it's just funny to me how, like, how do we have like fifty-one followers? <laughs> but on Sundays it's just us. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> and then, and then that's the other thing. Like, I think I told you this. Like, the the bulk of our followers on Instagram aren't from the yeah, aren't, aren't from this country. Nice. Oh, like they aren't from the United States. Oh, nice. A lot of them are like from. So we need to get our passports from England. We need to get our passports and go visit. Go visit them in Old Jolly, wherever they're from. Well, maybe they just need to come over here, or they can just invite us to go visit them and pay our way, and then we'll go and preach in some old church that survived the Nazi <laughs> bombings during World War Two. See, see, uh, see, that would be so cool. That would be super cool. That's uh, when we go to see. Look, we just got two more follows on Instagram. I mean, on 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 Twitter. So we got eleven followers on Twitter. There you go. <laughs> there we go. We're popping. We're hot yo, popping. Yo, yo, yo. But no, if you're in the Atlanta area, if you happen to be listening to this, yeah, come check. Come hang out with us. We're uh, we're in, in a weird kind of uh, beginning stages phase. Uh, we got another family that's going to be joining us uh, at the end of the, at the beginning of June. Uh, so we're excited about that because so excited about the that. wife is the one that's going to be leading worship. <laughs> um, <laughs> last week we had a Derek buddy kid named Derek. What's Derek's last name? Myers. Myers. Derek Myers came and led worship. It was, it was bomb. It was phenomenal. It was dope. Um, you know, for me, I think, you know, and, I've, and I, I keep mentioning this to everybody that I can say it because I think it's so true. You know, right now we're just in a weird, weird phase here where we're trying to get our legs under us. Um, me and Jay being me and Jay tend to, tend to just be a little crazy sometimes. And we just kind of when we decide to dive, we go in head first and. Sometimes we crack our skulls and we got to come back up for a second to get our bearings. But uh, you know what, man? I, I just got a feeling, man. We just got a lot of different things that are that are being um, put into place to allow us to to prepare us and to allow us to be ready uh, for when we start getting more and more people. So I I really believe that. I believe that with all my heart. We're waiting for you. So. Waiting for all of you out there so the, the in one, podcast world. Yeah, so there's one article we want to talk about real quick, and then we're going to uh, go into our music uh, before we kind of just chop chop up uh, the Bible a little bit. Um, well, we not, shouldn't chop up the Bible. That's some respect. The, 
I'm going to punch you in the face. Um, <laughs> I ran across this article uh, this week called The Hottest Thing at Church is Not Your Pastor or Worship Leader. <gasps> what do you mean? Um, well, it's true. I'm, I'm, I'm not. At our church, you're definitely not our pastor. And, I'm not. And we I'm, don't, and we don't have a worship leader. So <laughs> well, we do. She's just well, not she's here. Well, she's not yet. here, so we don't have one. <laughs> <laughs> I've been the worship leader. YouTube's been the worship leader. <laughs> um, so I sent it to Jay because, you know, it was basically it's an article where they uh, I was from Christianity Today, um, and they talk about, you know, um, well, well, it's, I mean, it's right here off of the very first paragraph. It says, despite a new wave of contemporary church buzzwords, like re- relational, relevant, intentional, people show up on Sundays are looking for the same thing that has long anchored most services, preaching centered on the Bible. And I just thought, you know, especially with Legacy being kind of us starting with Legacy and, and kind of, you know, um, we're kind of like that baby giraffe that was born, that's finally born. You know, we're like... We're, finally. We're like wobbling as we're, as we're trying to get our, our footing. Um, because we, we sometimes get to... We get so lost in ideas. And we get so lost in, you know, what other churches are doing. You know, well, what are they doing? Well, what are they doing? So we can look at it. Maybe we can do that. And uh, Gallup did a poll, and and they found that you know eighty two percent of Protestants and seventy six percent of all regular worships worshipers consider sermons, biblical lessons as a major factor that draws them to services. Which, which is interesting. Why is it interesting, Jay? It's interesting because you would think that with this um. Ooh, what's that? With this culture now, right? You know, I mean, we've been to a lot of churches where, where it, it seems like things have been watered down or softened up so that more people can come to the church, right? It's very um, seeker-friendly in, in the bad, the bad seeker-friendly, right? And, um, um, and um, if... if some would say there's no such thing as good seeker friendly because no, that, that I was mean, a whole that was a whole church movement in the nineties. Yeah, no, but there there is there is good seeker friendly. You can do all things good or all things bad, right? Mm-hmm. That's like saying that like the internet is just completely bad. It is right. So, and um, you know, and and this, this big church somewhere I don't want to mention, but you know where that was more than exemplified, right? And it's like, oh, it's a cool church. Oh, it's a cool church. It's a cool church. It's a growing church, and 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 the past is cool and whatever. But it's like those churches that when you ask, well, you know, what was the sermon about? I don't know. Right. <laughs> like, I don't, I don't know. Oh, he said that God is love, and and that Jesus loves you, and right. So it's it's real. Like sounds like a pretty good sermon. Like real real surface. Like nothing deep. Nothing. Nothing that'll bring you to repentance, right? And, and I don't know. I, I, I feel that everything should be, especially sermons, like scripture, Bible-based, that'll, um, that'll bring you closer in your walk, in, in, in your faith walk and closer to God. That's what you get at Legacy, right? So <laughs> shameless yeah. plug. But, you know, to hear that <laughs> people are actually looking for, like, Bible, like they're actually looking for deeper connection with Scripture and and being fed better, I guess. Or you know, it, it's um it's surprising to me. Um, you know what? Not me. 
I don't find it surprising at all. I've always, you know, especially since, you know, a couple of weeks back, you know, we had the, the, one, the one article that showed uh, where they did the research in Canada where it said that the churches that were growing were the churches that had a more orthodox... That's right, that's right, we did do or, that. ...or fundamental um, theological uh, underpinning, right? So I, I've always... I've always felt, and it is, it's very simple. You, you know, you preach the word and you let God do the rest. I think a lot of times what we do is we try to go with the pizzazz. The pizzazz. And then we throw crumbs. We throw word crumbs. Crumbs. Uh, and so, yeah, those churches grow in number but they don't grow um, in faith. Right. You know, and so what ends up happening is that they'll only, they'll only grow so far before they just start declining because there's, there's, there's nothing there. I thought it was interesting even in the, um, uh, that even preaching, preaching, one of the things in this, in this article is that preaching on scripture and its relevance ranked above factors like kids programs, community outreach, or social activities. So people are hungry for the word. People are hungry for truth. Uh, the example they gave was uh, Life Church. Uh, I don't know. Did you get that that far now? I didn't see all that. Yeah, it it uh, came to, to Life Church, which we know is uh, uh, Craig, Craig Rochelle. Rochelle is the pastor, and it talks, you know, and, and it talks about how they kind of have they they shifted. Um. To a more, um, you know, word, word-based, uh, scripture-based um, uh, services. Uh, here we go. Here's the uh, here's the the paragraph. It says, um, you know, last year Ed Stetzer cited several examples of congregations such as Oklahoma Mega Church Life Church that shifted toward more rigorous teaching once they noticed interest from the unchurched. In other words, those for whom sermons were being dumbed down aren't dumb. They're interested in the truth or else they'd be out golfing. So see, even, even those, you know, even those that aren't believers, when they come, they're coming because they want to hear truth. Right. They want to hear uh, something about God. And, and then another interesting thing they said was, you know, Look, you know, um, this is something like I forget what this the uh, what the percentage here was. They said, "Look, millennials like it was like four out of ten millennials, nearly four in ten practicing millennials, uh, millennial Christians fact check sermons, uh, fact check sermon claims on Google, according to the 2013 Barna Group survey." So, so I mean, so so you got two things here. You got number one, yo, preach preach the gospel, preach the word. Preach the Bible. Right? Be faithful to the word. Right? And then number two, be faithful in what you're preaching. Because people are checking out. You know, it used to be in the day in the olden days where people would just say stuff and okay, well the pastor said it, so cool. Yeah, that sounds that sounds a lot like the Spanish church. Right. But now it's like the pastor said, Well, let me let me look, make sure what he said was <laughs> you know, was right. 
That's why you need to make sure you have good notes. <laughs> and that's real because that's that's happened to me. Not not with legacy because like you know like we mentioned we just started, and it's basically just us. But like whenever I quote something or I put something on like Facebook or Instagram or Twitter or whatever, like somebody that's following me, like they'll like hit me up. If they know me, then they'll text me. If not, then they'll send me like a private message or a direct message. It's like, hey, Jay, you know, that like like that quote or that scripture or whatever it was that you wrote, that was pretty dope. Like, where is that? <laughs> it's like, like where, where is that? Was that found in the Bible? It's at the, it's or, at the end of the, or, or the back, Bible verse. Or back that up in the Bible. And I'll go and I'll give them scripture reference. I'll like get into it a little with them and right. just like expand it a little. And yeah, it's it's very it's very true. It's very true. So that's dope. So yeah, so there, yeah, like I said, this article, the hottest thing at church is not you. Um, I just thought it was it was a very interesting article for us as a as a as a little group that's starting a church, but also as a, just a reminder, you know, if you're a pastor, and preach the word. Don't don't get caught up in the pizzazz. Don't get caught up in and oh, we need to have the the great lights and we need to have the Hillsong level worship and we need to. Um, Preach, preach the now. Those things are good, right? Mm-hmm. So it's not saying that those things are bad. Listen, if you can have a nice, nice lights and a great sounding band, it's leading people uh, to connect with God through worship. Awesome, but ultimately, what stays with people is not the worship, right? But it's that word, it's that meat that hopefully you're giving them. Yeah, and and also if you're a believer and you're just, you know, a church goer, then make sure that you're going somewhere that they preach proper Bible, that the theology's good, doctrine's good, you know, the pastor knows what he's talking about and he's preaching from the Bible, right? Because even that's important for you as someone who's coming to receive rather than just going for for the show and the glamour of it all, right? For the for the name's sake. Yeah, or you know the Free donuts and coffee, whatever it is that they might, <laughs> they might have. So, um, yeah, so we just want to encourage you guys, you know, if you get a chance, try to check that uh, article out. Uh, so now we're, we're up to our music section of the podcast. So um, we chose, it's funny because we chose, or I chose because I like them. Um, we've played them before, but they just dropped a new album um, called Hearts. Of fire. Fire, fire, so we're fire, talking about fire, Christ the Far Eye, which is actually a great, a great band to listen to now. As we're talking about, you know, the word because all they do is go on mission trips. It's like they'll come back to the states and stay for a week, and then they're gone for three months. You know, all over uh, South America or Europe, and uh, it's pretty. I was watching a video earlier, and it's pretty. I mean, they pack the places out, man. People just come from all over to hear him to watch him play maybe in the future we can get him into we can get him to come to atlanta what so uh yes so uh the song is called i mean great title for the song not ashamed uh because it kind of ends up tying into what we're <laughs> talking about uh so yeah so not ashamed christ the far eye hearts of fire hearts of fire of kings, Lord of lords, conquering lion of Judah, Prince of peace, 
afraid to say And so me telling you don't ever be ashamed Ashamed of Jesus So that was Not Ashamed by Krastafari Pumpernickel You always say Pumpernickel Because I, I think it's hilarious um, But that is uh, their new album uh, Hearts of Fire Yo, check, check it out um, It's really good It's a good album um, They've been around forever yeah, like, and, like and forever. They were one of the, they were one of Goatee Records' first uh, first groups. And the nostalgia, the nostalgia in me when I first heard that album over the over the weekend was the learning that that they well he redid like he rebooted basically an old song, Soul Fire, which was I think I think it was on their first their first. Goatee release, yeah. Yeah, their first goatee release, and I and it was their the well the second their second album that I bought from them because they had they put out a another album reggae I think it was called Reggae Praise or something like that that was their first first album and then they put out Soul Fire, right? So I mean that's that's how that's how Devo was I, and I remember how I was playing Soul Fire at my mom's house like on CD I was playing the CD and she got home. And um, she just heard like the reggae, and automatically thought I was going like that. Thought that I was going backwards, and going back to like my Bog Marley, my Yellow Man, and all the other reggae stuff that I used to listen to. And she came in and she's like, "You don't listen to that music in my house." And she went to like she. Thank God she didn't know how to take the CD out because she would have like broken it. But I'm like, "Mom, that's Christian reggae." She's like, "Wait, what?" I was like, "Yeah, that's Christian reggae." Listen, and she gave it a listen. And then, um, like, she loved it. She loved it to the point that Christ Safari was coming to Brooklyn, and she coming went, to Brooklyn. She 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 went with me, dude. Not only did she go with me, but mom was front row. <laughs> see, see, like the remember we always talk about how like how my mom is an anomaly, right? My mom was front row at a Christ Safari concert. Dancing, dancing and singing, and singing the songs that she knew. <laughs> ah. But if it had been in a movie theater, she would not have gone. <laughs> if it had been a, movie, a like a concert, like a movie concert, no, nah, she wouldn't have gone. She would have gone. It's funny though, because the 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 concert was in an old movie theater. Hilarious. So, Jay, yo yo, what's uh? What was the title? What was the title of today? You were the one that had come up with it. Did we give a title? You know what we have learned. Wasn't it the great? The great omission. Omission. Because, you know, I I got away with words. Because Jay has a way. So the great omission. So what is is the great omission, Jay? As as you prepare us a, a cup of coffee. As he is looks conf- confuzzled. I couldn't see if the stevia was coming out. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you know we're all we're all about the stevia around here right now. Can't have no sugar. Okay, so the whole deal with the great omission is uh, a play on words on the great commission, right? Because the great commission. Pause. Uh oh. Pause. 
Pause oh. for the cause. All get right. yours. And don't break laws. Anyway, the Great Commission is the last commandment given by Christ, right, to go out into all the world, um, spreading the gospel and making disciples of all men, you know, through all Jerusalem, Samar- Judea, and Samaria, right? And baptizing them, baptizing them in the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and and teaching them what He taught us, right? So that's the Great Commission. So the Great Omission is the exact opposite of that. Is you know is is towards the Christians who don't go out into the world and don't spread the gospel and don't make disciples and don't 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 basically. Basically, the ones that that tell you they go to church, <laughs> like, oh, well, I'm, I'm not. I, I wouldn't call myself a Christian. I go to church, but I, I'm more spiritual than than religious. Like those guys, those guys, those guys. Uh, yeah, yeah. I said that on purpose because I know how much uh, you love that statement. Yeah, I, I think we even had a a, a a discussion one time. We were just like, you got to stop because I'm anyone that tells me they're spiritual, not religious. Ugh, drives me crazy. Such a cop out. You know, just say you don't believe in Jesus. I believe in Jesus. No, then then say you're a Christian. Then say you're a believer in Christ. You know, not you know unspiritual. So so what you watching? Yeah, what you watching? What Puerto Rican came out there for real? So what you watching? So. Um, so why, so, so what is it about the great omission? So what is it that, let's say in a kind of a, a very general sense, is it that you see um, about why this is a problem? Well, it's a problem because, uh, you know, well, we, we, and we're going to keep going back and forth between the omission and the commission, right? Because the commission is to go. Right, the commission. What was that? Um, Guess it got you. We had some dishes fall or something. Whatever that was, it was my fault. Yeah, right. I have no idea. The the <laughs> the commandment was for us all to go. Right. If we believe in Christ and we call ourselves Christians, then Christ tells us to go, and we all know that the word "go" is a verb. It's a verb. It requires action. You got to get up off your butt and you got to go out there. Now, the deal is that a lot of people say, oh, well, I'm not a preacher. I'm not an evangelist. I don't have a call to ministry. But Jesus's words were not, if you feel called to ministry, if you feel called as an evangelist, as a pastor, as a teacher, right, then go and spread the gospel, right? No, he said, go into all the world, spreading the gospel, you know, baptizing in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost, it was, and teach the words that I have taught you, right? So if you read the Bible, you go to church, you call yourself a Christian, then it is your job to go. Now, the thing, the problem with that is that when you don't go, like, because this is the, this is the good part, when you don't go, you're breaking a commandment and you're disobeying the last commandment of Christ. Yes. Right, the last thing that he told us to go and to, to, he told us to do. Right, so for, right, so you're in disobedience. So for a little context, right, we know that we know that Jesus. And it's funny because you know people always like to say, well, you know, I follow. Oh, that was here. Oh, uh, you know, I follow. You know, it's like, uh, oh, I'm not religious. You know, uh, I love Jesus, but I'm not religious. Okay, all right, that's cool. But you know, um, 
you know, uh, Christianity isn't about rules and all that stuff. Well, yes and no. However, Jesus did give us three commandments, right? Right. He said, that's right. He said, love the Lord, your God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength. One. Love your neighbor. As yourself. As yourself. Two. And the third one was the last one he gave. Well, actually four. So what was the fourth one then? Which one am I missing? You're missing. And it, it came to me because I mentioned it last, last, last week where he says, you know, this new commandment I give you, right, is to love one another as I loved you. Okay. That's right? right. Love one another as I loved you because by this they will know that you're my disciples and by the way you love each other. So love one another. Right. And then the fourth one. Go out into all the world. Go out into um, all the world. Baptizing. Right. Baptize in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Spirit. Mm -hmm. So, so, so we have four commandments. Jesus gave us four commandments to follow, along with the ten that have already been established. Which, right, right? and and the thing is that like the the first two have the ten consumed in them, right? Right, right. You can because it's like, oh no, well, he didn't come and he didn't like. Deny those commandments. No. He summarized them and love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength, and love your neighbors yourself. Like if you read all the Ten Commandments, then they all fall in line right. with the first, the first uh is it the first five are about God. Mm-hmm. And, and the last five the last are about five your neighbor. About your neighbor. <laughs> about you know, no don't covet, don't steal, don't murder, that kind of uh-huh. thing. Because murdering somebody ain't showing them love. You're not murdering them. <laughs> I love you. Stab, stab, stab. Right? <laughs> Stealing um, their stuff. That's not showing that's them love. That's not showing them love. Right? So, so the thing is that, we, we, you know, and, and I'm going to say this and it's going to be harsh. Right? And it's only going to be harsh if, if you are one of the people that commit the great omission. Right? But um, it's an old, it's, it's actually, it's an old saying of mine, right? But if you are not actively living out the Great Commission, then you can't, two things, you can't say that you love God and you love people, and you can't say that you're a Christian, right? If you are not actively living it out, and I say that, and, and I say that with, with complete authority and complete conviction. If you are not living it out, because the entire purpose of Jesus was the commission, right? The commission set forth to him by his father, right? He was always about his father's business. Right. When we first see him, when we first see Jesus, well, let me, let me reflect. Because when we first see him, he's a little, little tiny little baby, so he's not really saying anything. <laughs> but after the 30 years... Right when he right. re-enters the scene, as it were. Um, I mean, what what is the kind of really? He's kind of he's coming. He's going repent for the kingdom of God is near. Right. Repent for the kingdom of God is near. But but that's the thing, right? And right. and, so, and I, mean, I think so, I discussed this with you. Right. So when we see him, he is he has he uh, as he starts his ministry. What is he telling people? Repent for the kingdom of God is near. He's not saying, hey guys. He's right. not a hippie. He's not a hippie Jesus. Right. He's not a hippie it. Jesus, right? Because I think we discussed this um, either last week or oh, whatever. Like we're always talking Bible and, All kinds of stuff. and stuff, right? But we discussed how like he went to his cousin first, right? To be baptized, right? When he got baptized, the Holy Spirit came upon him, which commissioned him, right, to go out. He spent some time with God, 
That's when when he went out into the desert for, and he fasted for forty days and nights. And then once that happened, as soon as he stepped out of that, right, he walked out on the mission. Right. Right. He walked out on the mission. He was doing things and bringing people and telling people, your faith has healed you. You know, you and your family are saved. Like, things like that. Like, he was always about the mission. That's why we know Jesus was Baptist. (laughs) So he was always eating. Um, Right? But but he was always about the the commission set forth by his father to him. He was about following the four commandments that he gave us. (laughs) Right? Right. Love the Lord your God. Well, uh, when he's 12, he's... Stays, you know, he, he, he gets, stays in the temple. He gets quote unquote lost. Well, why does he get lost? Because he's at the temple talking the scriptures, right? About uh, you know with, why with the, uh, with the elders. Why are you looking at me? Would you don't you know that I would be about my, my father's father, business? My father's business. Boom. Right? He was always about we, the business we know, of the father. We know he he um he loves his you know loves his neighbor as himself. Well, how do we know that? Well, he, I mean, he breaks bread mm-hmm. with them, right? That's one of the most when his when. Uh, when, when when, when one of his best friends died, right? He 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 wept before the tomb. He wept. Uh, wow. When when um, uh, oh, what's her name? When Mary Magdalene, when they when they brought her to stone her to stone her, and he says, you know who's who's, you know where are your accusers? Right. After the whole thing, right? Where are your yep. accusers? Yep. They're not here. Well, I don't I don't accuse you either. No, I don't accuse you either. So go <laughs> sin no more. Now he he did does tell her like stop it, right? Because we always we get so we get this we get this confuzzled where we think that where we think that Jesus was just loving his neighbor, but he said, look, stop it. He's told plenty of people stop it. Yeah, right. Look, what did stop he do sinning. to the woman at the well? Right. Hey, how's your husband? Oh, I don't have a husband. Oh, yeah, yeah, I know. The man that you're with now is not your husband, and the four that you were with before, they also weren't your husband, right? But he didn't do that, right? Like he put her on blast, right? right? He didn't. But but he, right, but it wasn't it, it wasn't to embarrass her, and it wasn't like to, to condemn her, to condemn or her, judge her, right? But it was to show her, you know, this this life you're living, right, is is not is not in line with what I have for you. Not in line with what I have for you. It's not in line with God. So, and then he says, you know. Um, this font love, right? Love each other. Well, he loved his disciples, right? I mean, he he and knew he that would, Judas was gonna betray him, and he and still, he still like, he still walked with him. He still loved on him, hung out, you know, all that kind of stuff. Fed him, <laughs> yeah. Um, and then and then the fourth commandment is him basically saying, "Look, guys, just." Keep doing what I've been doing with you right. these last three years. Right. And and what? Right. And and tell them, right? And tell them everything that I have told you. Right? That's that's like that's like, oh well, we don't know what to say. You tell them the words of Jesus. I've given right? I've given you red letters. Right? <laughs> well, they weren't red at the time. Right? For us, right? No, but that's dope, right? I gave you red letters, right? And then to go back to one of our most favorite bands in history, DC Talk, right? To to pull out from Lyrics from their songs, right? From that song, Red Letters. Red Letters. Because right? we've been, you know, excited about the Jesus Free Cruise. Yes. Right? There's love in the Red Letters. There's life in the Red Letters. There's hope. There's peace. There's forgiveness. Everything that we as people separated from God are looking for and need to line ourselves up properly and right with, you know, with our destiny, with our calling, with what he, what he has created us. Yes. us to be. Right. Yes, it's all, it's there. It's there. But here's the thing. 
and this is part of why it's called the great omission, is, is unfortunately, now, you know, and we've said this before, and, and, you know, we'll always say this, you know, but, um, you know, me and Jay, or excuse me, Magda, Jay and I, <laughs> we, have, um, we have a love for the church, right? We're not about, you know, bashing the church or trying to say, like, oh, this is everything that she does wrong. Or, because, you know, the church is filled with imperfect people, so to expect perfection is foolish, right? Amen. Um, but, however, you know, in that same vein... Um, if if we love the church, then we need to point out in love um, the times where we're missing the the mark, right? And now and I and I say this too: is this is not this is not you know, and, and we always we always speak in generalities because you know me and Jay miss the mark, you know we're not perfect. Uh, sometimes even the things we're talking about, it's just like conv- we're convicting ourselves because we're like, oh, I really need to buckle down on, yeah, and which on is, this thing. Which, is, which is why we don't have a camera like with Facebook Live or with anything live so you don't see like the, 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 the way we respond or we react when we hear things that are coming out of our own mouths. And we're like, oh man, I'm a piece of garbage. But that's just, that's just me. <laughs> um... But unfortunately, and I think I think a part of this is me and Jay have always been aware of these kind of ideas. But it's a little scarier when you're um, when you're starting a church or you're starting a body of believers, and you're looking to build that body of believers, and then you're like, "Wow, we don't we don't want to fall into these traps," uh, because unfortunately, what, what we're having a lot of nowadays, and and like I said, we, we've all We've all fallen into we. We really, we've really gotten the second commandment that Jesus gave us down, right? And that seems to be the one that that we're that people are building ministries, are building churches around. That's love your neighbor, right? Love your neighbor as yourself. We've gotten really good at, at wanting to do things to attract people, to show them that we love them. Correct. Right. So you follow me, but here's the problem. We're not showing them and we're not teaching them how to love the Lord, your God, with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength, right? And, and that love has to reflect the love of God, which we already discussed, is agape love, which is translated to sacrificial love, right? So We've got the brotherly love down. We've got mm-hmm. the phileo love down. Um, I mean, we see it all the time. Um, and even people like, well, you know, I like to hang out with with this group of people just to show them, just to show them the love of God. Yes. Yo, that's dope. Noms. That's what we need to do. We need more of that because as a church, even growing up, like me and Jay, uh, different. It's funny because we kind of we grew up different churches, but we kind of hit some of the same things, um, just from kind of our our pers- different perspectives. Um, you know, don't hang out with those people. Don't talk to those people. Be careful of those people. We got to stay here. Well, that's mm-hmm. not that's not what Jesus taught us to do. I mean, Jesus even sent his disciples two by two, right, to go and kind of practice run his message. You know, to kind of go out there and get some experience. Um, so we so we get caught up in either either hey, it doesn't matter, just come, um, and we're just gonna love you, right? But we never talk repentance 
or we're just we don't want you. We don't want you here. Yeah. We you don't belong in this town. My dad, my dad was kicked out of a church. He was he was Me too. He was fired from a church. No, I was just uh, kicked out. Uh, cuz he was the pastor. And my dad is, was is the kind of guy that that uh, you know, um, there was a trailer park not far from the church. So he went to the trailer park to try to meet people, tell them about Jesus. And some of those people came to the church. And the church got angry. Because those people were coming to our church. And uh, my dad used to have a, a thing that he would tell his, um, his people. And it was like, you know, we need, to, we need to pray. We need to give. We need to go. That was kind of his, like, I guess his, his mantra or his, I, I can't think of the word right now. It's, <laughs> it's not a mantra. But you know what I'm saying. It's just, it was just kind of the thing that he would always, you know, kind of like we, we do live, what is it, love? I can't reach, teach, love. Reach, teach, love. Which, which, which I came up with pretty amazingly, and I don't even remember it. But his was, you know, pray, give, go. Pray, pray to the Lord. Give, give, give to the Lord so that we can go for the Lord. I mean, that's kind of the thing we're looking for. And this lady stands up, and she goes, she goes, Pastor, we pray and we give, but we don't go. Boom. You know, that's not, that's not what God has for us. And so a lot of us live in that space. You know, we're, we're fine with praying for people. We're fine with giving, right? This oh, this guy's homeless. I'm gonna give him money, right? But I'm, then, but then, we don't go to that person. I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go yeah. up a notch. I'm, I'm gonna get a little, a little tougher, Uh-oh. right? You know, I'm just doing the setup. <laughs> right. A lot of us live in a space where, where we, um, what was it? Pray, pray, give, go. Pray, give, go. Pray, give, go. A lot of us live in a space where we pray at church right we pray for the people that come up for prayer at church right we give at church either the the building fund or you know just whatever the the pentecostal peso is what i used to call it right the offering at church and we go to church but we don't pray outside we don't give outside or go outside, right? You know, and 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 the thing is, right? The thing is that I'm not saying that it's bad to do those things at church, but if they're at church already, right? If if the people you're doing it for are at church already, then half the battles won, right? Well, I, half I, half the battles won right. like, because they're there, right? They're there whether they were invited or whether they go and you know they, they're your brothers and sisters, people that you see all the time, you know, they're there. They're listening to the word. They're seeing all that. But, it's a, you know, it's Judea and Samaria. Right. But see, here's the thing, right? It's a twofold, it's a twofold, it's a twofold action. At church is where we need to learn, we, is, where we should, is where we learn to pray, we learn to give, we go, learn to go. Yes. Right? Uh, the disciples were with Jesus and he learned, they learned to love the Lord God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. They love to learn. They love. They learn to love their neighbor as herself. Remember when Peter was like, um, "Well, how many times should we forgive him?" Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. It was like mm-hmm. seventy-seven times seven. You know, Peter, <laughs> being very literal, he was probably like doing the math. <laughs> <You know? laughs> He's like, "Wait, wait, let me count my toes." Um, but then we see Jesus send his disciples out two by two. So that wasn't, right, that was so that they could put into practice 
right? The things he was teaching them. Right. So if we're going to church and we're not learning these things, then obviously we're not going to go outside the church and do these things. And so we need to, um, as, as a church, as a body, we need to be real um, diligent and making sure that when we're going to church, we're going to church to learn and to connect with God in a way that will then translate in how we conduct ourselves when we step out those doors. You know, um, I've been to many churches. I don't know if you've ever been to a church like this one where you're walking out. It would either be on by the door or it would be at the end of the driveway as you're, as you're you know, turning onto the road to leave out of the parking lot and be assigned it would say you're now entering the mission field never right and so that was <laughs> well that's because you're in New York nobody heck, everybody was just walking everywhere but um never no but but Padro used to whenever he did the closing prayer he would say like in the closing prayer he would say you know and let's remember that although we met Jesus here to take Jesus out you know right you know where we go. So same, so, you know, same idea, right? You're in now, los cuatro ángulos de la tierra, like let's say like that. Yeah, I, I, I zoned out when he started doing that. Um, <laughs> it. It says go to the mission field, right? You're now yeah. entering the mission field. Why? Because the idea is that whatever you, whatever you've, you've, you've whatever you receive, you, you pour out here. We, we need to take and pour out. So what ends up happening? We receive it and we keep it, and we omit it from the rest of our life. Which we which omit it from? We omit it from. Uh, how we live daily. I mean, listen, I'm guilty of this. I mean, if you were had to be like, hey, raise your hands if you're guilty, I raise both of them. Right, which which reminds me of that old video of um I think it's Penn. Could be Teller, but I think it's Penn. <laughs> the the illusionist. Yes. Right? The atheist who 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 and I bring the story again, who said that when he left the show, he was he met a fan who told him about Jesus. Right. Right gave and, him a Bible and right, he gave him a Bible and prayed for him or whatever. And even though he's an atheist, like he was cool with that, right? Because the guy he he received it because the guy was telling him about hell and how he didn't want him to go to hell. And like the video was him saying, you know, if you're a Christian, right? If you're a Christian and you believe that there's a hell and you believe that your Jesus came to save people from going to hell, how much? Do you have to hate someone to not tell them about Jesus, to not try to sell, to not try to save them from this hell, right? And 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 this is an atheist speaking, right? Yeah. And um and, and it's can I agree with that? Yeah, and and if that doesn't like shake you to your core, then then nothing will. Then you need to then, repent. Then, right? Yeah, <laughs> right? you need to repent. Um, I like to introduce you to Jesus. <laughs> I want to introduce you to, you to, to the guy, real Jesus. To this guy named Jesus. Right? And then that's the problem that I have with the whole, it's about religion and not relationship, right? I mean, it's about relationship and not, not religion, religion yes. right? Because let's be honest, when we're in relationships, we're selfish with our relationship. Let me be real honest, right? I'm married to Magda. I don't share her with anybody anymore. She's mine. Correct. Right? She is mine. No, no. Right. But you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. you know... If um if she wants to hang out with her friends every day, every day, every day, every day, then her relationship with her friends is more important to her and stronger than her relationship with me. Correct. Right? And she's not building with me as much as she's building with her friends outside of this house. 
right? And vice versa. If I was to hang out with you or Juice or Angel or whoever all the time and not really focus on my relationship here, then my marriage would be in trouble, right? And and let's be real honest. That's what relationship does, right? But when it's religion, right, and when it's true religion, like James said, you know, to go out, right, and, 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 and the funny part is that, you know, true religion is to take care of the widow, the orphan, and the unloved, right? But also, right, also what he adds to that, that people, like when people quote it, they, they forget they forget to add this quote. It's like, oh, true religion, we got to take care of the orphan and the widow and the unloved. But also, true religion is also to separate yourself from the sins of the world, right? <laughs> right. Right. I, I mean, but I think, I think that, I mean, the relationship, though, it's true because it is relationship, right? It's not, it's not just the way I, 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 I kind of in my head, it, it kind of wraps itself. Is It's not just religion. It is relationship because Jesus spoke to us in very relational terms. Right. Um, but like, but like earthly relationships, you know, um, when, you know, and here's and, and here's how this works with, with kind of kind of adding a little bit of a caveat to what you said. When you, when, let's say when we go out, when, uh, when we went out to this church a couple weeks back, right, and uh, that you spoke at, mm-hmm. and then you, people came up and they were like, oh, hey, you know, Pastor Jay, nice to meet you. I, did you just go, you know, you said, oh, hey, this is my wife, Magda. Right. Right. You introduced her, right, to everyone. Why? Because you're in relationship. She's your wife. Right, mm. you guys. The scripture talks about you guys. I see are, where you're going with this. You, you guys are one, right? Scripture tells us right when a man and woman they cleave, right? They become one. You're one in flesh and spirit, right? Am I correct? You are absolutely I am, I am, correct. I am correct. So, right, you cannot help but right share who she is to everyone that you meet. You Boom. don't. You don't go. Um, now, is it? Are you as? Are you as excited about it as you were when you were first dating? And you're like, hey, guys, this is my girlfriend, Magda. Right? Right? There's a level, right, of maturity that comes in in the relationship. There's a comfort. Right? Because you're not all giddy like you were when you were when you were first dating or when you were first married that you were all like uh, it, 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 it depends on the day right but <laughs> whatever dude i know you but <laughs> but you still you still share her now now though the relationship like you said is deeper it's more mature so now it's like this is you know the yes she's the love of my life yes this is my wife this is who she is. You don't just say, "Hey, Magda, go sit, go sit down at the, go sit down in the pews." At, go sit down at the at the at, wives the wives pew. The, the wives, yeah. Go sit down in the back pew, and I'll I'll come talk to you when we're when we're done. No, you share her, right? You you do you, you don't you don't share her with in, in the sense of like you said earlier, but you do share her like, "Hey, this is my wife." Right. You pre- I present her to people. So so we <laughs> so, yeah, I present her to people. It's like she's like a statue. Here she is. So with with Jesus, if if like Paul writes in Hebrews, we 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 are in the meat phase of our relationship with Him, where we're no longer on milk, but we're on meat. We're we're in that deep relationship with Him. Then how? Then how is it then that we um, struggle? It seems like with sharing who He is. 
hey guys, you know why I'm you know why I'm able to face these situations is because of Jesus, right? He's my he's my you know he's my Lord, he's my friend, you know, and I and I'm excited, like you know, because because relationship with Jesus is like that, right? When you first accept him, you're all giddy and smiling and. Um, I remember when I accepted Jesus, I couldn't, I couldn't stop smiling, right? But as we grow in, as we grow in faith, or as hopefully we're growing in faith, He's still a part of us, or He should be still be a part of us. We don't tell Him go sit, go sit on the couch. I'm gonna do what I'm gonna do. No, we say, hey guys, I'm bringing Him with me because there's relationship, and in that relationship, we discover the religion of, like James says, of, of separating ourselves from the sins of the world and helping the poor and feeding the widow. Yeah. So the, the thing is this, right? The thing is this, is that we, we are called, right, or we call ourselves Christians, right? And we call ourselves Christians because we are imitators of Christ, right? And if Christ spent his life all about the mission, all about, his father's commission, right? And he left us also a commission, then we need to be all about it. We need to be all about it. And that could look differently for different people. Okay? You know, scripture says that if we deny God before man, then, you know, he'll deny us before, well, Jesus says, said that if we deny him before man, then he'll deny us before his father in heaven. Yes, Matthew 10, 33. Right, and, and that is not a good look, right? That is not a good look because Jesus would never deny us, right? He would never deny us. He denied himself for us. That's like, that's like the greatest thing ever, and especially now that we just, you know, pass through Palm Sunday, Holy Week, and Easter, right? He denied himself for us. And it could be a little uncomfortable. It could be a little uncomfortable, but you know, I'm, I'm going to go there. Right? Not, it can't be. It's never as uncomfortable as the discomfort of the cross, right? And the deal is that the thing is that we, you know, there are people, there are people dying and going to hell, right? Hell is real and hell is hot. There are people dying and going to hell, and the whole reason why Jesus came endured the cross, died and rose on the third day, is to save us from that. And not just us who call ourselves Christians, us, the entire world, the entire world. But he did the hard part. The only thing that we have to do is to preach the gospel to every nation, right? Go out and make disciples, baptizing in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Right? It's, it's really not as difficult and not as uncomfortable as we make it to be, right? And, 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 and we understand that society now, right, the worst thing that you can do is be a Christian, right? The worst thing that you can do is adhere to Scripture and follow the Bible. But although we are in this world, we're not of it. So what are we afraid of? What are we worried about? Who are we worried about disappointing? Our neighbor or our coworker or people in the street or God? So this is how we're going to end it. Um, Jesus gives us the great commission. He gives us the four, we're gonna, and we're gonna, he gives us four commandments. Love the Lord your God 
love your neighbor, love your brother, and go. Go. Go tell people about what I've taught you. That is the commission. So the question we should all ask ourselves is, am I, am I, am I living the Great Commission with a capital C for Christ, with a capital C, <laughs> or am I, taking, am I taking the C off and I'm omitting that from my life? Mm, and I'm omitting living, Christ. <laughs> and I'm living the Great Omission. The question we all need to ask ourselves, me and Jay included. So with that, as always, that being said, uh, glad that you joined us today. Glad that you're here with us. Sorry we're a little low energy. It is super late. It is 3 in the morning. And next week, we're going to kill it. <laughs> um, so, as always, I'm Joaquin. And I'm Jake. See you next week. Thanks for listening. Remember to head on over to thisisoutcry.com for more content. And don't forget to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, or Stitcher.